You touched on it before about Clarko because I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, coaches scare me, and like even through my career, like it's just like I'm, I think I'm a little bit scarred from them, but I, I still love them. Mm. It's sort of like that, yeah. that like <laughs> that relationship where you just get abused, but you just sort of you crave the abuse. Um, they, they don't cut the they don't cut the ribbon completely. It's yeah, just frayed, and yeah. you're just hanging on for dear life. They know how there. to just keep me on the edge of my seat, and I love um, yep. hearing about coaches and and sprays, and even just stories about other players. Clarko is one that I, I've never really had a, a chance to learn about too much. I've met him before, and he actually knew my name, which was so weird, and uh, it was probably yeah. one of the best days of my life. But um, how was he as a coach? How was the relationship there? And is there any good stories you can maybe share with us? Mate, I absolutely loved Clarko. Um, and and I reckon, and I, I don't know if this has been um, confirmed or not, but probably early days, he was getting in a lot of trouble with the media. I don't know if you remember... There'd be times where he'd just be in a general press conference and things would go smoothly and the press conference would conclude, but the camera would still be on and then Clark would go, fuck you, mate, to a journalist. And you're like, why would you do that? I, 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 like, why would you, now you've got attention? And then, of course, you know, SCN and those stations in Melbourne would be like, Alistair Clarkson flips out a journalist again, da-da. But I reckon every time he did something like that, there was something bubbling away in the background at the footy club. Be it, you know, someone had been in trouble for a fight or a complaint had been about behaviour. It was such. It was. I reckon it was always like a deflection strategy that he used that he'd yeah. just throw himself under the bus time and time again. So a lot of the ones where he was fighting at VFL and stuff like that, I can't explain that behaviour. But I assume something else was going on. I, the day he had a fight at um, Port Melbourne or whatever yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. I I can't. I, I can't confirm that something was going on at the football club much bigger than a, a coach having a fight, but I'm sure there probably was, and he was trying to cover it and deflect a little bit. But my That's favorite huge. Clarko incident, I suppose, in terms of spray, I never really got absolutely murdered, but <laughs> sometimes you'd sit there, and I sat next to Cyril in meetings, and I've, and I've mentioned Cyril twice, but he was the golden boy. Yep. So like, I figured if I was near Cyril automatically Clarko wouldn't head in that direction for yeah. a serve. So, yeah. he, you know, it was almost like the halo over Cyril's head sort of somewhat sat over mine uh, accidentally. So in terms of actually getting berated myself, I didn't. But we played one game in Port Adelaide, and I don't know if you've heard this story, but um, it was 2010, I think, and Hawthorne started shit out. So he was probably under a little bit of pressure from um, Jeff Kennett as well. And uh, we won, I think, 10 in a row. I think it was about 10 in a row. We're charging towards finals. And Clarko hated Port Adelaide from day dot. He was uh, recruited from Port Adelaide and he was let go the week of the day of the grand final as the midfield coach because he'd taken up a role as coach at Hawthorne. So uh, he, he just hated losing to him. And Port Adelaide used to absolutely smack us early days, like absolutely destroy us. Anyway, we headed over to Port Adelaide and it was when they were playing in that dump, um, Amy oh, Park. Yeah. You know, yeah. they used to have the tarps out yeah. and there'd be three people in the stand. Yep. Anyway... And we, we were mucking around before the game. We thought we were pretty good. We, we thought we were red hot at that time, um, which Hawthorne had the ability of doing a few times, was just thinking how good we were travelling. <laughs> but um, we got absolutely smacked, like um, never in it. Well, I say smacked, like, we are just never in it. Lost my five goals or something. We get back and I still get the shivers on a Monday at four o'clock. I've finished playing football six years ago or four years ago, whatever it is. Monday, four o'clock was team meeting time and you just knew regardless of win or loss you, you could possibly be under the bus anyway Clarko got up the front and um he just stood there for a minute and then we we're all sit thinking what's going on here and, and am I allowed to am I allowed to swear yes yes it's allowed here. yeah so he's sitting there and you can hear him starting to um froth like you can hear it just frothing and you're thinking wow this could be anything <laughs> 
and he starts pointing to his chest, like hitting it hard. And he's going, this dickhead here. And starts pointing to himself, <laughs> this dickhead here. I fucking knew it. And I did nothing about it. I knew you guys were ahead of yourself. This dickhead here. And then clocked himself, punched himself in the face <laughs> as hard as you could possibly punch yourself in the face. It made that, you know, the, the real yeah. thud of, yeah. Um, yeah, no, so he's, he's wobbled himself. He's clocked himself <laughs> anyway. And he's saying, line up, line up and give me one. And I'm, and as I no, said, I'm sitting no in his cereal, but I'm also, I'm also, I'm also near the entry point to the, to lining up. Well, I just, you should have seen me. I was under a chair. I was absolutely hiding. He just was enraged by what had happened in Port Adelaide. So the next day, and he was brilliant at once the meeting finished, it was done. But Michael Osborne, who was the joker and yep. one of those guys that he probably went too early on a few things. Yeah. You know, when you, you think, yes. oh, just, just let it sit. <laughs> no need to. Anyway, so we've tucked out and Osborne's gone and bought like got all the boxing head protection and shit and like put it all over Clarko's lectern, everything for him next time he wants to punch himself in the face. But I swear, like he hit him that hard. It, like, it didn't wobble him. But it would have hurt. It would have. It would have hurt that, um, you know, a blow. But to get to the stage where you're that filthy yourself, you've punched yourself in the face. And has he um, wanted every other bloke to line up and chin him? Is that what sort of yeah, where? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because this dickhead here, as he's as he's hitting himself in the chest, I, I, it was. You look back now and go, right. And Campbell Brown tells that story to Sportsman Night and winds it up. And you think too, there's probably a bit of sugar added to it at some stage, but. The fear, the moment of fear when he started, you know, pointing at himself. Well, firstly, I thought was better him pointing himself than it is pointing at me. Yeah. But when he punched himself, that was the moment I thought, uh, no, he's lo- he, this, he's not in control. Like you know, oh, when you yeah. always assume the coach is the leader and the head of the the head of the tree. That um, he's in con- he was absolutely out of control. Like anything could have happened. We could have come out of there after punching on for twelve rounds. Thanks for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, that'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share with one of your friends, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to share feedback, suggest a guest, or advertise with one of our podcasts, then email hello at Producey.com. Thanks for tuning in. Iliaxx.